You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, after the Disney merger, all H.R. Geiger xenomorphs shall become Disney princesses. Aw, I like it. <laughs> I don't. This is Melanie. And in the future, visual recording won't have any more room for progression. So I'll start adding all the other sense perceptions like smell vision or texture tube. And eventually, and hopefully, we will reach the point where you just take a bunch of drug dots at certain points in the show to get the right feel, you know? And this is Jesse. In the future, when Jerry the Gnome opens the show, Jesse the Kiefer goes hunting after the show. Oh, man. Stay tuned to our uh, letters. Well, you know what? Go listen to the last episode. It, I think it was a pretty good episode, and I love that cold open. But uh, stay tuned for the letters page segment. We'll address that more. Joey, do. <laughs> 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 okay. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. This is episode number 60, right? Sounds good. Yeah, I think so. Sounds. Okay. Episode number 60. Happy New Year's. It's New Year's, well, <laughs> it's New Year's Day for the people listening to this in the future. Yeah. If you're one of our very select few lucky patrons. Uh, it's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve Eve. Eve Eve. Oh, yeah. Shoot, I'm a day off. And we are we are live streaming this. So if this episode seems a little rough, hey, it's live. Uh, we're live streaming this to the Patreon page. So, um, hey, if you're not a Patreon you're missing out. You should check it out. In fact, you can get this live stream for a buck. Well, you can get all of our stuff. Wow. You <laughs> yeah. get a bunch of our stuff for a buck. But, uh, you know, access to this. That's what I should have said. Access to this for a buck. And speaking of patrons. Yeah. I, I, I hear we, I, we, we doubled our patrons. Patron. Whoa. <laughs> our patrons. <laughs> Did you get that news <laughs> through the computer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I hope yep. they're listening on the radios. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, see, that's that's what yeah, that's what co-hosts are for. That's why we're all here. When one of us flubs, the other ones need to step in and make it a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, whole thing. We have, we have to spend at least two minutes on one flub. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess maybe that's not great, but that's okay. Uh, that's what podedit.com is for podedit.com but let's move on we can only promote one thing at a time Hmm. or can we (laughs) (laughs) okay so patrons uh, we gained a new patron Uh, actually they 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 joined us or however you want to put it uh, before the December episodes went up but after we had recorded them so we didn't get to mention it last month but we're mentioning it now and uh, welcome there, there are people that we that we've mentioned on the show before. It's the Grind Bin Podcast. Woo-hoo. Thank awesome you. Name. Yes, thank you. I, they're too nice. I've been on their show three times, and now they're giving us money. I love Whoa. it. <laughs> <laughs> so now our show produces or creates or whatever 
two dollars worth of revenue <laughs> a month yep. yeah yeah or a month yeah so yeah thanks guys mike and all the guys all the guys the chris's and the bobby's and mike and, yeah and, and the van and the van and uh Dan, danny devito mr crown all of them glad glad you guys are here what else guys anything else any other in-house stuff uh the no coast nerd podcast has launched on the emc yes. podcast network and also part of the pro wrestling iowa podcast network uh which which is part of the emc podcast network uh and it is a it is a, a pop culture show um hosted by the guys at pro wrestling mothership uh and it's uh dustin darnell kevin and chris on this first episode uh, I believe it's going to be a weekly show, and uh, the this first episode that they just put up, oh, when this goes live, about maybe a week ago, um, so just before Christmas or so, uh, they basically did a rundown or a retrospective of the nerdy best of 2017. Nice. Good episode. It was a good episode. And uh, one thing that I, and I commented on their uh, Twitters, um, one thing that I appreciated about it is that they left uh, they left the last Jedi out of it because like right now every podcast is uh, talking about the last Jedi and theirs wasn't and I was like whoa <laughs> we won't either that's refreshing yeah <laughs> right right yeah I, that's I that's exactly have... what I said I said it's refreshing <laughs> well don't you don't have to worry about that here because we haven't seen it right they ran into line that is I still haven't seen Rogue One no, neither have I oh, so wow. haha world out there. <laughs> That's yeah, what you get. That's how the that's how the Grolics rolls. <laughs> and and uh I assume that you haven't seen uh War for the Planet of the Apes either. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's, that'll happen sometime next year. Oh god, you know what's so funny is last okay, so I listened to last year's New Year's episode and we were talking about how we hadn't seen the Planet of the Apes before that. Right. Uh, because the new one was coming out that year. And yep, it's same stuff, just different sequel. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. And that reminds me, if listeners to the live show today, or maybe even tomorrow, man, I hope not, visit electronicmediacollective.com, home of the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network, uh, they will be greeted with a completely white blank page. There's literally nothing there. So (gasps) hopefully there will be a new website waiting for listeners come Monday when this episode goes up. Let's hope so. Sweet. I've been working on this thing for a long time, and yes, I'm just so ready to get it it's <laughs> launched. And I'm also hoping my uh, hosting doesn't freak out because it's it's a it's a healthy site. I mean, I'm not hosting audio the audio files, but there's a lot of there's a lot of pages and posts already. <laughs> yeah, so look forward to that, guys. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful, and you'll be able to listen to the No Coast Nerd on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, okay, so actually, if you count No Coast Nerd. There are three sh- three new shows that join the network that I've just been waiting to announce until what we- I launch the new site. So the new site will launch with three more shows. So nice. Yep. The other two are secrets. The other two are secrets. Actually, I could probably mention them now. One is Laser Disco Movie Podcast, which is uh, the new podcast from two of the guys from Buds, Beers, and Brutality, who were on the podcast network before. Ah. Which. I enjoyed quite a bit. I thought it was a pretty pretty fun show. They talked about horror movies and stuff. And that show, I who knows, you know, it it went the way that so many podcasts do. But two of the guys from that show have started a new show and uh it's pretty good so far. I think they've got 3 maybe 4 episodes out. And then also Hunnic Ween, Hunnic 
Halloween. Like it's like Hanukkah and Halloween. No, that's what it sounds like. But no, it's like um, he has his own like network thing going on with his shows. It's uh, Hanuk 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 Outcasts or something like that. Basically, it's 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 a guy, and he has co-hosts sometimes. Uh, sometimes it'll be a solo show. It was pitched as like he'll talk about horror movies and horror theme stuff and Halloween theme stuff. But I've noticed he also they they'll talk a lot about um, kind of nerd culture movies and TVs and TV shows and stuff like that. So it's mo- mostly a TV and movie entertainment podcast. So up and up in the network quota on those shows. Oh hey. All right. And then of course no coast nerd. So Hunnicween. Okay, this is this is not anything that's interesting to anybody that would listen to Grolox. Hunnicween sent me a message about joining literally months and months ago. Aww. And he sent me two messages uh throughout the time and I finally got back to him about it. But Baby, yeah. that's not nice. You have to you have to attend people. All right. Listen. And the new <laughs> website, the new website's contact form will state this very clearly. <laughs> New show requests are like, uh, okay, maybe it won't put it this way, but new show requests are bottom priority, and I have a lot of different priorities. Like my fleas priority, on my back. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, no. Not like that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I, bottom, te- pro- bottom priority sounds terrible, too, but what I mean is uh, in terms of like the stuff I have to get to for the network, maintaining... And updating current shows and new episodes and keeping the new episodes flowing from the RSS feeds to the website is like the number one priority and promoting the new episodes. So if I can't get away from that and then whatever, you know, Grolix or podedit.com stuff, the new show requests just kind of have to go on the back burner for a little bit. But 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 that's okay. It's getting faster. Everything's getting faster, right? I'm going to try to automate everything. I'm going to automate my entire life. Oh boy! Sit, sit me. You'll be upgraded. Well, you. you you will be upgraded. <laughs> That's not funny. I have a cyber Melanie. <laughs> yeah. What would you, Melanie? Yes. If you were a cyber man, yes, or a sexy cyber woman, yes. What would you say instead of delete? I don't know. Jeez, that's a tough one. I don't know. <laughs> so it has to be sexy like. Well, that doesn't have to be. Um. It just has to be Melanie like. Cyber no. Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, they won't be able to hear it because it'll get grolixed. Exactly. Uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. You, you shall yeah, be expletive deleted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's. Oh, man. That's good. All right. Moving on. So first, let's talk a little bit about New Year's Day because this is something that I force on us every year. <laughs> uh, no, I like – I don't know. I, I enjoy doing it. I mean, I'm not – a huge sucker for New Year's resolutions, but I guess maybe I am um, because that's something I like to do. I like to look at what we talked about last year, how we handled our last year's New Year's resolutions. Oh, no. I don't even remember what they were. Okay, so I listened to last year's episode. <laughs> I was going to say, you do. You know what they are. <laughs> last year's was a little rough because, Melanie, I don't think you – what was it? One year you said you wanted to do nothing, and another year you said you wanted to do everything. And last year, I just, I don't think you set anything in stone. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sounds like me. Yeah. And Jesse, mm-hmm. I, I I think Jesse's was, I think the main thing was possibly working on turning cartwheels. Yeah, I knew it. I knew that's what it was, was going to be. Re, 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 rebooting. I don't know. Reinvigorating, re, yeah. reinventing cartwheels. A redux. Pods, yeah. Re, basically relaunching it. Um, 
And uh, I guess I guess I made some progress on that. Um, I actually have half a script for that next episode. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Uh, but I mean, like, other than that, nothing happened. <laughs> um, I mean, and I hesitate to even say it, but I mean, yeah, I do plan on it. <laughs> I just uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I just feel like, oh, I feel silly even saying it out loud. <laughs> I, I pick you sound like I picture I picture you there doing the like Rodney Dangerfield like who with the, the pulling on the collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it getting hot in here? I'll say this: like, a, we did a lot of stuff for, in terms of like Grolix and stuff this year. Yeah, I think it was a mm-hmm. huge year for yeah. Grolix. It was huge year for EMC again. I, mean, I think last year was a big year, but this year was even bigger. One of the things we commented on for Grolix for 2016 was we had a lot of great interviews, and we did. And this year we didn't have as many, but we did have like Jesse. You had a you had a, a great interview with uh, your local comic shop owner. Oh, Jared. Yeah, it was a little light on the nights and bites, but it kind of seems like we channeled a lot of that into you, the YouTube channel, big and time videos, big time, and some Patreon posts and stuff like that. 2017 was the year of YouTube for us. How many videos did you do, Jesse? I don't even know. I know you. I just I, all I did was I took a screenshot of that first page, and like all but two of them were mine. <laughs> and that's uh, the two that weren't mine were our monthly episodes. Wow, good job, Jesse. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were, and and even since doing the challenges, you've you've been fairly regular on the videos. But you went almost 50 days. I want to say. It, oh, probably almost yeah. fifty days uploading a video every day. I did. Uh, what did I do? Impressive. I did the thirty days for sure, uh, and then the fifty with the fifty day challenge. Uh, if I didn't do the day, I still uh, did a video where I recapped. So, well, I, I had my gallbladder surgery somewhere in the middle there, and there were a few days I just didn't do. I just tweeted them in, I literally phoned them in. Um, <laughs> but other you than had gallbladder that, surgery. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so out of the loop. Well, I'm sorry you lost your gallbladder. Me too. I'll miss it. Was that <laughs> I September? I do too. What I mean when it worked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> September, October-ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's all blurred. Yeah, because I, I remember you did a future prediction about it. Yes. But like yeah. me, it blew right over me and Melanie's heads. So like, well, I don't think I had even listen, told you guys at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Listening back to it, it's so obvious that that was leading into like, hey, I'm getting my gallbladder taken out. But then we sidetracked it and never went back to it. But yeah, it was just before podcast day. Right. Because um, you were on the podcast day live stream on the EMC. <laughs> on on Facebook, pain meds, yeah. <laughs> on painkillers, yeah. <laughs> See? And then, and then if this were in the future, then people would be popping their pain meds right now. <laughs> oh, right. Right. They, yeah, they have the texture tube going, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was super excited for this segment, but then listening back to last year's, I was like, man, we didn't. I mean, we've done a lot for Grolix, but I was like, we didn't really make any outlandish future predictions like sometimes we do. But I can follow up on one of mine from the year before about wanting to produce an audio drama. Oh, and yeah. This year, I got way closer to that. We did an audio drama episode for the Halloween episode. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. And I was very deadpan. <laughs> you put emotion into it. Sure, I did. In like two spots at least. <laughs> oh, I said I wanted to produce a podcast that I did not actually appear on, that I did not host and stuff. I wanted to 
make a show that I was strictly producer role. And while I haven't done that, I became a podcast audio and editor and engineer, and I am editing a podcast for clients now. So, I mean, that's different, but kind of the same. It's totally actually not something I had envisioned beforehand. So mm -hmm. that's something. Yeah. Good job, baby. Thank you. Good job to both of you guys. You did things. Yay! Good job to me, because I did, I did not, and that was a goal one year at least. We were talking <laughs> about last year, Melanie. We were yeah. talking about how you started painting. Yeah. And this year, you have painted... Do you have any idea how many pictures, how many uh, paintings you've made? Hells no. You've made so many. You paint nonstop. Kind of, not nonstop, but yeah. I have stacks of paintings in God, this just, very room. I don't know what to do with them all. <laughs> yeah. I give them away at work for free. I do. I take them in and I'm like, somebody take some of this stuff, please. And then if it's been there for two weeks and nobody takes it, then I'll bring it home and paint over it. So yeah, you, you've been painting like a mad woman. Yeah. That's cool. Like art therapy style just for fun or? Yeah. Yes, it's all the above. Anything, <laughs> uh, it's never anything. Well, there's been a couple people that asked me to paint something specific for them, and I did. But for the most part, it's like, you know, just emotional colors or like a taco or, you know, some random crap. I did make a taco. <laughs> it turned out pretty good, too, didn't it, Randy? Yeah, it's right there. I'm looking at it. And it says, is it Tuesday? Because. Yeah, right. Because taco. it's a taco. Yeah. Tacos and, oh, need man. to know those things. That's <laughs> true. Um, is Taco then, Tuesday know, like uh, to tacos what uh, Thanksgiving is to turkeys? I would think so. It is every Tuesday. Except it's weekly, which is worse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like they live Dude. in a constant state of fear. Yeah. They should because and cheese. We, every, tu every Tuesday, literally, we go, we're like, which of the, like, we have like four or five places. Which of these places are we getting tacos from today? It's not even, are we going to do tacos today? It's which of these places do we get tacos from it's today? It's a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually either Abelardo's or. Uh, oh yeah abelardo's heck do, yeah do you guys have a, this is not going to interest anybody because this is very local do you guys have alinas nearby your work me yeah. yeah oh yeah i live in, i live in i work in south omaha babe. okay yeah I, I i love me some alinas too abelardo's near my work sucks that's it oh yeah it's bad i don't <laughs> know why i don't know what what happened but it's just funky but then there's the one by our old apartment and that one was good so they were just built on our names too really yeah. wow they're expanding. You cannot beat the uh, amount of food you get from them for the money you spend, though. I mean. I just recently found out they had super fries, which I was like, that's a thing? Why didn't I know this? You didn't know that? Oh, no. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. No, you're the one. I found out when I came to visit you and uh, Jasper that one day. Oh, yeah. And those were even like weird super fries. I think their fryers were down or something. Those weren't normal. But, yeah, they have super fries. It's delicious. I know. I want some. but It's, it's all the same stuff they put on super nachos. It's just french fries instead. Then that's totally <laughs> me because I don't like nachos. Sorry, world, but I don't. <laughs> don't like nachos sorry nachos <laughs> i think you suck well i mean if i was like eating a dip i might use some nachos well, but other than that well that's they're... that's the super nachos like no that's not the same oh it's better because no. <laughs> it's like dip and stuff it's like dip and and dinner but it's all already there on i don't it. want it on i don't want to have to stick my finger in his nest to grab a chip i want to be able to <laughs> take the chip and dip it in appropriately but you'll put your finger in nest for some fries bells yeah i will <laughs> okay that's man. different that's fries man i want huh. some super nachos now i know i'm hungry <laughs> makes me hungry i was gonna say this is the new it's all pizza like in 2018 it's all tacos <laughs> it's all tacos it's all super fries i'm super fries super fries you're not going to make us do resolutions for this year, are you? <laughs> well, it went so well last year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, right, right, right. <laughs> right. No, you guys don't have to. 
I should think of something, though. I want one because one of us has to give future Randy something to talk about next New Year's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, we'll be talking about how foolish past Randy was to make a uh, resolution that we would talk about in the future. That's true. Yep. That's true. And I was going to say, I don't think I ever made a resolution that I was going to do everything. Because that doesn't sound like me at all, actually, now that I think about it. Maybe that I would do something. No, no, because... That sounds more like me. I can't remember which order it was, but one year it was you were going to do nothing. So then I think that everything was just... It was a joke twist on the nothing. I'm going to do everything. Okay, well then... Like you wanted to move out of the apartment and all the things Mm -hmm. and... Yeah. Oh, well... Maybe that's what it was last year. You're going to do everything. Well, we did some of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, then maybe this year I will possibly do something. This year, out of the last many years, has been the most things for me. Doing things, lots of things happening. Moving and freelancing and... Losing 100 pounds and the things that most people like are are like, hey, that's going to be my one resolution you actually accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, I lost 100 pounds this year. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I'm working hard to gain some of it back this month, but that'll be over by the time this episode drops. (laughs) It's great. I can like, I can grab all the way around. (laughs) (laughs) You could before though, right? Well, barely. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've. It's like that Homer Simpson or not Homer, the Simpsons episode. I know. I love it. Okay. (laughs) Where he loses some weight and then Marge hugs him and freaks out. She's like, what's that? And he's like, it was your other hand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She could actually reach around him. Yeah, hopefully I'll lose more. I don't think I can lose 100 more, but... um, We could try. You know, 60 more would be pretty awesome. Be thinner. (laughs) You'd be like the machinist. You'll look like Christian Bale before this is done. I'd be like, where's my power bar? (laughs) I need a power bar to take the next few steps. I'm fueled purely on power bars. Oh, yeah, I was saying about power bars, so I'll eat these things, right? And... Be like, yeah, these are healthy. Uh, and I just avo- I avoid food with sugar and all this. And then I was looking at it and it's like, holy crap. Like, oh, yeah. It, it's because I brought some, gr- I brought some like cheapy granola bars. That's what it was. Yeah. And I was like scoffing on my, like, those are full of sugar. You got to have one of these. And then I looked at it and like my thing had two to three times more sugar than hers. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Can, can I have one of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'll take your chocolate chip uh, granola bar. I was a little surprised by that, but I guess it makes sense. Because, like, the power bars, the protein bars, they're not for, like, weight loss. They're for, like, you know, you're trying to build up your muscle. This is healthy. But it's like Gatorade. Then you look at it, and it's got more sugar than, you know, a pixie stick. It's got the electrolytes plants crave. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that makes it good for you, right? Yeah. It's what plants need. That was a good documentary, that movie. (laughs) <laughs> no one even knew no one even knew they scoff they scoffed at it just like an inconvenient truth but uh everybody everybody knows it's real now yep right speaking of that no- <laughs> right nothing everybody knows it's real it's fact it's science okay so i was uh on this on this thing that's supposed to like look at websites i go to or whatever and stuff i read and then suggest stuff for me uh-huh. Because, because, and so it sent me to a page about, what is it called? It has a name, I don't know, but it's basically people, like, devoting themselves to ending the human race by not breeding. <laughs> and I'm like, God, they know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's like idiocracy, though. That's the that's the re- pro- reason we're in the mess we are in. The irony of that, is. though, is that in their effort to end the human race, they're actually helping control the population. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is actually going to probably uh, help keep the race alive. So still, I mean, either way, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> less is more. <laughs> less is, it's, it's, Humans, less is more. Minimalism. Hmm. <laughs> so in 2018, Melanie's, you're going to do your part to help end the human race? Yes, I am. I, I'll, I'll help you in that. Thank you, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know for future for future predictions. Um, I don't know for resolutions. Uh, I do have, I, I do want to... I don't know if it'll happen, but by the end of 2018, which is well far into the future, anything past 1996 was the future. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to be working full time, most likely podcast editing, but in any way in the podcast, in podcast, you know, field, I'd like to be doing that full time. That's, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Yeah. So what is our topic for the year? Or I mean, for the episode. Our topic this episode, we're going to talk about things we're going to do. In 2019. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to talk. I like New Year's resolutions because it's almost a list, and I like me a list episode. But um, we're going to talk about Doctor Who. Wow, what was the name of it? Twice Upon a Christmas or Twice Upon a Time. Twice. Twice Upon a Time. Yeah. Uh, this recent Christmas special, Doctor Who Christmas special, in which uh, uh, Capaldi regenerated. Is that a, yep. is that a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody knew. Everybody already knew. I know. Since like a year uh, ago, <laughs> like yeah, everybody was waiting for the shoe to drop in season ten, and they and they knew it. They they played on that in several episodes. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, we've we've all watched it. Going into it, I was you know obviously I was kind of excited, but also with trepidation as you would f- for a couple of reasons. First off, it's a Christmas special. Yep. Those are always hit or miss. And second off, it's I really like Capaldi. He might be my favorite or one of my favorite doctors anyway. He already had a Capaldi thing, though. But I only know Capaldi because of Doctor Who. I started watching the thick of it after he was announced as the next doctor. I was like, oh, well, I, I like the cut of this guy's jib. What else has he done? And then, yeah, then he's awesome. Yeah. Right. And then also, anytime they bring back old doctors in a not-the-actual-old-doctor way, of course, they you you can't have... William Hartnell on the show, but um, right. I'm always conflicted about that. I mean, they've it in the older series they had recast the first Doctor for a thing, and at least I like uh, what's his name? Is it David Bradley? Yep. What's his name? David Bradley. I, I I like his I like his portrayal of the first Doctor more than the the other guy. So well, yeah, that guy was like a giant too. <laughs> and Hartnell, yeah, was right. Not, he was. I mean, like at that point, he wasn't like. Towering over people, he wasn't tall, way taller than Susan, you know. So okay, what I don't know. I guess what did you guys think? General general impressions, and then we can kind of dive into talking points about it if we want. I felt this about the same way, you know. Like I had kind of high hopes for it, but at the same time, I I, I kept that tempered with uh, the same things, you know. It's a Christmas special, and and yeah, the recap. I mean, I had pretty. I had pretty um, pretty good confidence in, in David Bradley because I'd seen him in um, what was it Adventure in Space and Time the the mm-hmm. biopic which which is his original 
portrayal of uh, Hartnell. But I mean, in that he's more playing Hartnell than he is the doctor. He's he's playing Hartnell playing the doctor, whereas in this he's just straight up playing the doctor. Uh, Melanie, what, what are your general impressions of this thing? Um, well, first of all, I had no expectations because I forgot it was even going to be a thing. <laughs> and then, and then I hear Christmas special, and I'm like, ugh. And then we watched it, and I was like, meh. So that's my <laughs> that's my overall impression. <laughs> wow, you just did the whole thing, yeah. D- just now, it strikes me as I, I sometimes I think we we are podcasting with Daria. <laughs> I. I've been accused of being Daria before, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I watched this thing twice. I watched it the night of um, by myself, and then Melanie and I both got a chance to watch it uh, a couple nights ago, so I watched it a second time with her. Overall, I-, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I enjoyed watching it. The first time, the pacing felt really weird. Um, I don't know. It felt kind of off, and maybe it was a little bit of, like, kind of disappointment. Because, I don't know, you just want things to be great, I guess. But um, the second time through, I found I enjoyed it quite a bit more. Hmm. Maybe that's what I need to do. Watch it a second time? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I just think it played better a second viewing. And part of it might be, like, it's not your usual kind of doctor story. It doesn't have the typical, I mean, there is, like, kind of a conflict. But it doesn't really have your typical conflict in it. Mm -hmm. The doctor even says, and again, you know, spoilers on this. The doctor even says it's... It's it's not an evil plan. I don't know what to do when it's not an evil plan. So they say. I. It's still su- it's still suspect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why they always have to go to the last companion. Um. Oh yeah. When you're you know you're we have to show you somebody and it's the like one person in the world you'll want to see. Well, why is that the one person in the world he wants to see? He's like a billion years old. There's a there's so many companions that like died that crashed into the planet when it was trying to solve a math problem to save the whatever or got sucked off into space randomly, why wouldn't he want to see them? Why doesn't he feel bad about that and want to see them one last time? You know, why does it got to be this person? And I mean, she did have a crappy ending, sort of, but she got to go be Spaceship Lady uh, for the rest of eternity. That's nice, right? For a split second, for a split second, I thought they were going to throw us a total swerve because we all knew that... uh Pearl Mackey was going to be back and we'd even heard rumblings that, uh, uh, that Jenna Coleman was going to be back. And for a split second, I thought they're going to throw us a swerve and they're going to, they're going to bring out Carol Ann Ford. I thought for just a second that maybe they were going to just shock us all. And of course they didn't. Right. I understand why they do it that way from a plausible standpoint. Those are the, and also for, for the viewers that haven't been watching forever or, you know, haven't seen all of them, mm-hmm. like it, it makes sense that it's like, because for them, if you've got some random person pop up, you're like, well, who's this? Then you know like, I, I want to see Cl- Clara or whoever else they're you, a- attached to from this. You go curve. back and you watch some of the old stuff like you should. Like you should do your duty as a Doctor Who viewer. Yes. Um, well, and they've at this point, even in the Moffat era, like they've shown susan enough times you know and it would have been easy it would have been an easy fix they brought in david bradley uh bring in the gal that played susan in adventures in space and time you know it's so it's really so strange that they didn't actually because they've they name dropped her several times yeah as his as his his granddaughter and all this um this last season even and moffat kind of started name dropping her once in a while i think as early as um 
Smith's last season, he she gets mentioned at least once. Yeah, it's kind of odd, and it does bug me, but I understand because they might not necessarily have access to these actors or whoever versus the people they've had on contract the whole season, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, when I was like, okay, well, Bill, you know, the most recent companion, I, I get it. But, like, then Nardle shows up, and I'm like, nobody cares. People <laughs> do care. People like him. People like him, but I don't know. He's not wild about his character. Uh, okay, well, my other, one of, one of my other beefs, here we go, is still a time traveler, right? Mm-hmm. He's traveled through time, so he should know that it's not okay to just be a little oh, sexist. I was just saying, okay, we're gonna, uh, I was waiting for Possibly it. racist. I was gonna <laughs> we're going to get to this already. <laughs> ask about my feminist agenda. <laughs> I mean, why, he's not a, there's no reason for him to be stuck in the 60s. He's a time traveler. He should already know these things without us having to tell him. So me and Jesse had an interesting conversation about this online the other day because, yeah, because you brought up that point to me after we watched it, Melanie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Jesse had sent me a video of a YouTube video of some guy who um, had a lot to say about this, and he felt it was character assassination. Right. And he had a lot of extreme nerd rage about it. Yeah. And uh, I don't don't really agree with that guy. Well, and this guy wasn't even as angry as some other videos that I watched. I just thought his was one of the better uh, produced videos, and – he actually tried to uh, explain his point of view, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people upset about that aspect because then it plays into like, well, it's everything's got to be social justice warriors, this and that. And No, it's not. That's not even the point. It's not the point of being is I don't really care if if he is sexist, but then he should always be sexist because the, the thing is he he's a time traveler. He should he knows what's acceptable and what's not. No. Yeah. I think your point is different. Because their point is like they're just tired of, uh, wh- I, how would you put it? I guess being, having, yeah, they feel there's a, a feminist agenda or, you know, whatever agenda forced on them through the show. But your point is like it doesn't make sense for his character to be sexist like that. Right. Or if he was sexist, it doesn't make sense that he would change because people are different now, because it's different now, because now it's not relevant to him. Exactly. He's a time traveler who's probably from our future and to begin with, mm-hmm. um, you know, from, you know, his time, original time period is probably well past our time anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I agree with you. What I was, and that kind of was what spawned like some interesting ide- thoughts that me and Jesse discussed was it kind of feels like. They used it less as it felt more like less a jab at how the doctor was. Although, no, if you watch some of those old episodes, like the women are treated the way that women were treated at the time of the filming of that show. Yeah, it's more. It seemed like more of a comment on that time period of television and the world versus the actual doctor and his time period. So it's kind of seemed very meta, and that got me thinking. It's like, well, the episode doesn't open with, like, 1,500 years ago. It opens with 709 episodes ago. Right. So it already, like, you're in this kind of meta uh, mind space right from the beginning. Jesse had a good point of, like, well, the old doctor was – or the, the old doctor. The first doctor was – generally is more serious. Yeah. And – New Who is there's a lot of comedy in New Who. Like there's always got to be some type of constant comedy, almost. Right. And 
Yeah, and I seen it as like, well, that's that's the one aspect they could think to exaggerate to, yeah, kind of make a point of like, this is how TV's different, this is how the show's different now, but also like to give them something to latch onto to crack some jokes. Because mm, that's well, kind of how it was used. Otherwise, I was like, I guess, yeah, the first Doctor really wouldn't give him much to work with in terms of like well, comedy. And I also feel like they were taking uh, – you like – Moffat, he he's not shy about taking pot shots at fan theory and that kind of thing and fan reaction. And I feel like he was also kind of taking a pot shot at them because you everybody knew how this episode was going to end with a regeneration into a female doctor. And there has been that Internet backlash about it. And, uh, you know, like Moffat's not uh, he's not shy about getting his digs in. You think he's a little bit like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. And that's the funny thing is that he's he's done some pretty sexist stuff in some of his writing in the past too. So it's funny that he would be the one to call a spade a spade. But you know, you look at the history of the show. I mean, maybe even if you even if even if you say that the first Doctor wasn't as sexist as this, um, well, let's just go down the line then, because I know that the third Doctor had had. Uh, <laughs> You know, his female companions running off to get him things like a secretary, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also had people of a different culture uh, be big, really people they could use to open doors and stuff and then kill them off. Yeah, that was during oh, yeah. the oh, second yeah. doctor. Oh, yeah. And something like that would totally not be acceptable. Right. Uh-uh. Right. But we're not going to use it as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. 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 I'm just saying, I don't know. They could have they could have done something different. That didn't make him look like a look. Didn't make him look like a fool, and okay, so was still. How do you, uh, Melanie? How do you think he his character come across then? Do you first feel, the first Doctor? Yeah. Do you feel no? I, it was he seemed like a foolish old man, and it didn't make sense for him to be there. Okay. Which is part of my thing. Mm-hmm. Because of that's part of it. Made it like he has no perception of any of the things that are going on, and he should. I kind of feel like outside of the sexist stuff. Hmm. I kind of feel like he was played, and I I actually kind of appreciate how he was, again, outside of the sexist stuff where they obviously kind of, at least in my opinion, ramped it up for comedy. Mm-hmm. I kind of like how he was portrayed here versus, for example, um, when he had a brief little cameo back during, what was it called? Was it the two doctors, the three doctors? Oh, is that the five doctors? No. Well, the, the five doctors oh, well, is where they recast him, right? Yes. The th- no, when they actually had... When they actually, he just uh, had Hartnell. Um, he just popped up on a screen for a moment when the second and third doctors three, were together. It was the three doctors. Okay. I And I, I get why they did it this way then, but it's like, I kind of appreciate this portrayal of him versus that, because that, it was like the two new the two newer doctors regarded him with rever, uh, reverence. That's fine. I get it. But it's like, he's like, oh, the wise one, the old wise doctor. This one almost felt more like, the more naive doctor and they made him wise still, but in a way, even though he acted like an old man, he kind of had a more naive view of, I don't know. Well, he's a little more, he was a little more ignorant because he hasn't experienced everything yet. Yeah. That I think that's maybe what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Less. Okay. Yeah. Less experienced. And I kind of like that angle because it kind of makes more sense. Mm, I get, okay. So I, so I kind of get that. And I, I pr- really liked the one thing I did like about it was them pointing out that he, he was all a, a sort of a more of an explorer and a, and a scientific observer 
than any of the later reincarnations, but something still you'd think he should know. Yeah. But that's okay. I I did appreciate, yeah, they did highlight some of the differences between his character and what the doctor kind of becomes when, when uh, Capaldi would say stuff like, you know, under my protection. And he's like, under your what? Just like under your protection. What are you talking about? Because he, he definitely was just an explorer and a scientist. Yeah. And that was definitely his mindset. I did like that they got into kind of his mission statement uh, in a way, like why he took off and was roaming the universe, like what he was doing and Mm -hmm. just his speech about it doesn't make sense that good would ever win over evil. His, that, that whole speech towards the end with, uh, yeah, with Bill. Yeah. With kind of Bill. (laughs) Not Bill. Moffat has a thing for cybernetic women. No. Cyber women. He likes the cyber women. <laughs> Melanie, what would cyber women say instead of delete? Uh, <laughs> no, he he has a thing for like heaven coming up with like a weird sci-fi Doctor Who universe afterlife because he this isn't the first time. You can't kill anybody off? Yes. Oh god, <laughs> oh, the man, most yeah. the most frustratingly annoying thing about all of this. But uh because this heaven thing, like, I was like, okay, well, that's an interesting concept that he's already done. Yeah. yeah. It just was a different group of people doing it. The first time it was Missy, apparently. That one was cooler. It had scary stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought it was a cool idea, but it's like, you've already done this, so I don't know. He definitely has a thing for that. And, oh, my last beef with it, I actually did like that they had someone related to the third Stewart because he's my favorite. But um, that was, like, the only part of Christmas and it at all was that little tiny bit. Oh, the armistice. Of he had to drop him. Yeah. Yeah. And he bumped it a, however long, an hour or two or however long to get it there in the first place. I totally called that. I, I knew that that was going to happen. And it didn't hurt that, um, was it Patrick uh, from Almost Educational? Uh, he did an episode on the armistice. And I was like, oh, I can, like at the very beginning, I'm like, oh, they're going to do the armistice. I did not connect it. He took a little jab at himself with the whole fairy tale thing. That was interesting. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Like <laughs> Moffat, you mean? Yeah, no. He was like, no, uh-huh. nobody's safe in this. I'm, I'm roasting everything. <laughs> no, you're right because, well, yeah, especially like when he came on and the Eleventh Doctor began, especially it, it, it seems like with when he when Capaldi came on, he shifted a little bit more towards sci-fi, but like he went hard fairy tale style. Uh, a fairy tale feel and and style stories with Amy and Rory and Eleventh Doctor. Yeah, and he caught some heat for it too. Yeah, good because he should. I didn't. I didn't think about that. You're right. He, he that does seem like a jab at him, at himself. Amy Pond. <laughs> yeah, but you love Rory, so I do love Rory. So what? That's because he put up with her. He deserves everything. God, and he's and you know he's my type. He I we oh, so we were watching Legends of Tomorrow last night. Ah. Uh. <laughs> And uh, Return of the Mac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She hasn't. I didn't know if she wanted to watch this season at all or not. So I'm I'm a f- several episodes into it, but she said she'd want to watch it. So uh, we jumped back to episode one of the season. And uh, Rory, not what's his name? What's Arth- his name? Arthur, Arthur Darvel. Rip. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. He's 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 running around being a being a jerk in that episode. But it hit me. I was like, you totally have a type because. She likes this guy, right? You know who else she likes? She likes... Is this okay? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I think you set this conversation up, so... That's fine. She likes Gavin from 
Rooster Teeth or the slow-mo guys. And I was like, you like these big-nosed, scrawny, white Englishman guys. <laughs> like, they both are, like, they're the same guy. And my, my, there it's because the first person I ever had a crush on when I was little was Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula, who's oh, got a big old honker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yep. Sam Beckett. Always had a thing for the doctors. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I do have a type and Randy does not fit that type, but that's probably why we work well together, baby, because busted me out of my set, you know? Because I'm not your type. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it didn't work for me before. Hmm. I know there's other things about this episode. Um, Oh yeah, no, I'm getting off this, this topic of (laughs) big nose guys. (laughs) Um, No, they say about big noses. Oh boy. (laughs) No. Sonic's, something about Sonic screwdrivers. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about uh, fun moments, our favorite moments, because there are some good things in here, including uh, the, the Capaldi ribbing the first Doctor. I liked the bit with the sunglasses, and I loved when he then put the sunglasses on the first Doctor's face, and the first Doctor's like, "I don't know what's going on here. Why are these on me?" <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. he, the Capaldi says, "Because I love it." <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> just never take them off or whatever. Oh, that uh, that I enjoyed quite a bit. I also liked when he was uh, like Capaldi was, was it when he was given his like runaway speech or maybe it was before they went up the stairs and just the pose he hit because he's like, because I'm the doctor and he throws his hands up in that certain way. I'm like, what is that? What is that pose? <laughs> but that's like his superhero action pose or whatever. I'm the doctor. With spirit fingers? With spirit fingers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That made me laugh. What about you guys? Favorite moments? Little bits? I liked when he's like, follow me, and then like jumps down a hole and they all just do it. Yep. I uh, I liked that Mark Gatiss's character had no idea what was going on because uh, he's a writer for the show half the time. You know, like he's he's been uh-huh. a writer for the show for a, quite a long time. And some of his episodes are the mo- I mean, like, I don't know if this was even him taking a shot at himself at all or Moffat taking a shot at him because they work together on uh, – on uh, Sherlock, like they co-write it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like his character has the hardest time catching up with what's going on. And I just thought that was funny because in my mind, Mark Gatiss has written some of the most confusing and perplexing Doctor Who ever, <laughs> including the uh, Eye Booger Monster Sleep episode from two seasons oh. back. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> episodes that I still don't, still can't fathom. Uh, so I thought that was funny if for no other reason than personal ones. <laughs> yeah, I was I actually ended up I actually liked that character and I don't know that his inclusion was necessary outside of like it didn't really seem necessary outside of maybe tying it to Christmas or whatever or they've just they have to have a human character there or something, but I guess that was one of my worries going in cuz he's he's a fine actor and stuff and I know, you know, he's Mark Gatiss and he's a writer, well, a writer of of things. But I was like, I, I don't know. Like, he, I just thought he'd be there and it'd be like, a, they'd use him for weird cutesy stuff. But I I kind of liked what they did with his character and I like how he played it. Yeah. Once the other shoe dropped, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but at first I was like, ah, oh, this is just cronyism. This is just Moffat letting his friends in, you know? <laughs> but but yeah. like once once uh, the other shoe dropped and, and we figured out who he was, uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he does. He does have a resemblance, and I can buy it. Yeah, he does. I'm sure there's a little bit of that, too, because be like, come on. Come on, Moffitt. <laughs> this is your last let, chance okay, to let do- me do a thing. 
you could do episode with with the last episode of 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 the twelfth Doctor. You're gonna bring in the first Doctor. Yeah, yeah. You gotta let me in there. I need to be there. And that like makes him, you know, a notable mention in the canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. I it it. There have been worse. It's <clears throat> yeah. It's interesting. Um, because at the same time, and I think maybe this is why it worked this way. Um, they released a big finish. Um, audio adventure with David Bradley as the first doctor and the rest of the cast uh, of that first TARDIS crew. Um, so it's all the people who played those people in that biopic, basically, mm-hmm. you know, like they didn't try to get uh, Ian. Uh, they didn't try to get William Russell to play across from uh, David Bradley, which I'm glad they didn't try to mix and match. I'm, I'm glad they went this route. It's almost like a alternate universe take of what, what could have some of the, first doctor's adventures been and it's it was interesting to listen to that because it dropped on christmas day as well like after the uh after the episode went live in in england or over over there in the uk uh they dropped the the episodes uh on big finish which meant that they were about they were available midday at christmas and so i've already had a chance to listen to him and it's funny because those two performances like i think david bradley did it, put in a good performance on both but they're wildly different because the big finish stuff is written very much more like uh, a doctor who episode from that era whereas uh the first doctor we got here was the first doctor in a modern era mm, yeah okay yeah interesting so i mean like you do have much less of that like obvious and and hyperbolic sexism in the audio adventures because they're they're set more in their era so you know like it's a patriarchal society kind of thing but it's not like overtly him saying things that are offensive what did you guys think of the daleks that's something popping in my head mainly the on-shell daleks yeah that was surprise i mean i knew what they were but i was surprised that they brought the daleks in and and i was kind of surprised by the other shoe dropping on that one uh-huh. with, with the return of Rusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that they were running around without their shells. Yeah, that was so strange. I did not expect that. And I guess I was just dense because I was so not expecting it that I didn't catch on until it was like super obvious in the episode the first time through. Okay. Melanie Melanie right, picked right, up right. on it right away. Yeah. Well, they kind of use... that's what they're like without their... When they use the same kind of like uh, sound effects. Uh, the regeneration scene itself. Um, his speech... Do you like his his speech? I liked it well enough. I liked it well enough. I mean, but uh, if I'm if I'm honest, I liked everything that led up to it better because like with with uh Matt Smith, we had this crazy grandiose, like ridiculously grandiose uh regeneration scene where he's like blowing up Dalek ships with his regeneration power um uh, and him just just yelling everything. Um and I really liked how quiet and yeah, again, letting letting Capaldi just chew the scenery, he, and he did it so well in this episode. Like when they were on the when they were in the on the battlefield, and he just kind of checks it checks everything out and and looks mm-hmm. like mournful and like, well, I guess it's you know it's my time's about up now. Like I liked all of that that quiet introspective stuff, and so then it's like, oh, here it is. Here's the speech, <laughs> you know. And the speech was good. It was okay, uh, but I was just like. I almost could have done without it. I liked and was still confused by uh, the part that makes that gave Melanie the uh, fan conspiracy theory that the Doctor is Santa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bit about his name. 
Oh. The bit about his name. I liked his delivery on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His name is Santa. <laughs> he's like, are they saying he's Santa? I, I, maybe. Pretty sure. Christmas special. Huh? Huh? <laughs> More time to reveal his name is Santa. <laughs> All right, so then he, okay, well, then he regenerates. Melanie, what was your reaction after the, right, uh, right after the episode ended? Was crap. Yep. It was crap. <laughs> and she falls out of the TARDIS? Come on. That's crap. What a, that, what a horrible way to set up the next series. It's a little bit, it's different slightly, but it's a little bit the same way. Matt. It was yeah. set up. For, yeah, it, exactly. I'm a little worried they're going to do, a, hopefully not, man, hopefully not, but I'm a little worried they're going to do a, uh, a third doctor deal where she's kind of stranded wherever for a while on earth. That's going to suck there. All those episodes are going to be poopy. I hope that's not the case, but she was on earth. Wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't super wild. Her first words were disappointing to me. I get it, you know, but I like when their first words are weird or something. Sure. Um, but then falling out of the TARDIS, I was like, Oh, I don't know, super cliffhanger was a little cheesy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's they tried to make it, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but just that the TARDIS didn't like her and t- kicked her out, kind of. It did seem that way a little bit, didn't it? Yeah. Hmm. That'd also be a weird way to go about things. And I know they tried to make the TARDIS a woman. I mean, they have made her a woman, but so what? Doesn't mean she can't be friends with females. Uh, whoa, 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 Melanie. What? I think you yourself have said on this very show, that you don't like women. I don't like women. women. It's like I have to do with women it. don't like each other. They don't. But well, th- th- that's what would well, yeah. But you still work with them. <laughs> kick them out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, from our review, I can't tell what our opinion of this episode was, but that's kind of a little bit how I feel about it. I enjoyed it. It was okay. I was kind of excited for a new showrunner, but then I watched some YouTube videos that pointed out which Doctor Who episodes he has written, and I am very, I'm much less excited now. Yep, me too. So. Can I just say one of them? Yeah, you can. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. Yep. Oh, boy. And and the power of three, which I'm super fond of. And what was the other one? 42 or something? Yeah, 42 was the first one. And there was another one. I can't remember. There's a fourth or a, a yeah, there's yeah. one other episode he wrote, but it, it was forgettable. Mm. And so that's a little worrisome. But then again, you know, I mean. The cube one, what was that one? That was the power of three. Oh. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, who's to know? Who who knows? Oh, boy. Who knows? Who knows? I'm still excited for some more Doctor Who, so. Yeah, either way. Hopefully uh, he can't make it suck any more than Moffat did, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we complained about Moffat a lot, so I we should just be glad that... Uh, somebody else is getting a crack at it, I guess. Yeah. Well, like I was saying. It'll be something. Maybe it'll be fast-paced. It'll be fat, so fast-paced that we won't be able to realize what's wrong with it until way later. And we'll have to wait till September at the at the earliest. So, uh, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Like, we'll just be happy to have new who. Oh. <laughs> yeah. For real, huh? Yeah. Fall of 2018. BBC. BBC, knock it off. <laughs> Do it right. I don't understand why they do this to themselves. Like, what what is making them so much more money than Doctor Who that they should shelve it for so long at a time? Maybe the actors have other commitments they have to conclude first. Then they can get different actors, and they don't. All right. They don't have other commitments. I don't know. They probably do. All right. Well, let's move on, I guess. Let's hit up our letters page. 
Okay. Oh. Uh, I definitely... What? Uh, I just figured out what what's coming. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I'm going to do the little spiel because I s- still don't have time to record a new little pa- letters page segment to throw in here. Um, intro. Letters page. If you would like to send us your feedback in written or even audio form and have us read it or listen to it on the show and so we can address it, uh, you can do so by sending us an email at letters, that's L-E-T-T-E-R-S, letters at grolicspodcast.com. Uh, we will receive that. We will read it, and we will read it on the show, and we will talk about it. Uh, if you want to send it in audio form, just same email address, but record an MP3 or something. Uh Try to keep it under two minutes and don't give me extra work, please, by making me censor it. And that's that's what you got to do. Send it to me. <laughs> there you go. Eventually, I'll record another. I'll record my half of this segment that me and Jesse have uh, ready for <laughs> as a new intro for this. We have audio. And if you listened to last episode, you've already heard it. Melanie has not heard it. Nope. Uh, Jesse does not want to hear it again. Nope. <laughs> um, but. We have audio, and we're going to play it because I really want to get Melanie's reaction. In fact, I'm going to move some of this stuff so I can see her. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to move a couple of these things. Okay. And if Jesse can hear it, that means listeners live should be able to hear this too. So we should be good. This is from, by the way, this is from Matt Downs. Who's the one guy? Who's the one guy? Who who sent in a ton of feedback last month. Yeah. Um, This came in. Okay. This actually came in last month. Before our uh, the second episode of December went up, but after we had recorded it, and we didn't get a chance to record like a reaction segment for this. So okay, hey, you, yeah, I'm Muddy on the lawn. Yeah, this is Jerry the gnome. I just want to say, Merry Christmas, Grouch Podcast. All my gnome buddies and I were getting together with the sock monkeys, and we're coming out. And we're going to have a good time. So have a great Merry Christmas. This is Jerry the Gnome, out here on the lawn, watching in your house, making sure you're okay. Guarding the house, because that's what us lawn gnomes do. We're out here. We're looking. We're watching. Because the gnomes are going to rise up and keep away all the bad stuff. So don't diss any gnomes. This is Jerry the Gnome. Have a good one. All right. Okay, I guess there's only one mention of Sock Monkey in there, but... Yeah. <laughs> I think he was thinking about sending in another clip at some point mm. about Sock Monkey. Sock Monkeys are evil, though, so... Well, Jesse thinks gnomes are evil, so that's... Yep. Jerry the Gnome was awesome. The what? So. <laughs> Dude, you ever watch that show? Um, God, what was it? I don't know, but Jerry the Gnome turned into a tree at the end when he died. It was really sad, but... Uh, really sad. It was. <laughs> Uh, he was like the father figure of all the little gnome father, I mean, the little gnome guys. And he was wise and, and uh, you know, sweet. And then he died and turned into a tree. <sighs> I, I didn't know this was a thing. It was. It was a t- television show I watched as a child. It's a cartoon. Uh, so, well, Jerry and the gnome's going to keep all the bad stuff away. He sounds like and a, he and he sounds like a sketchy creeper. Yeah, yeah, he does a little bit. <laughs> I love the beginning. Okay, so I've heard this clip many times at this point. I love the beginning, but like how he spets out something about be out on the front line. 
down on the front lawn. Like, <laughs> like what? Yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't understand what he was saying there. It's, it's something about front lawn, but I love it. I love the tone he's Ugh. got, and I love that Ugh. he's gonna keep all the he's gonna keep all the bad stuff away. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, he is. I loved it. I laughed so hard, and I wish I could have heard Jesse's reaction because. Listener, I put that, I used that as a cold open last episode, and I didn't tell Jesse, knowing that at some point Jesse was going to pop on the episode and take a listen to it. Um, so, <laughs> and I didn't get to it right away either. Like, I, I don't know what was going on, but I, I was a couple days late on it, and I got to it. I was like, "What is this? Do I even have the right show? Oh my god, I do." It's even before the uh, the movie voice guy, the electronic yeah, yeah, movie yeah, there, promo. That's why I was like, "What? What is this?" Because yeah, usually it's <laughs> it's the EMC podcast, uh, you know, stinger. Nope. Oh man, I almost threw it as the after credits thing, but I was like, "No, no, this has got to be front and center. This has got to like open the episode and just kind of really throw somebody." <laughs> oh, I <it> did. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Matt. That was great. Yeah, thanks. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh. Thanks a lot. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it. Thanks. I, I do trust those garden gnomes to take care of, of me and watch over me. Keep away all the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just that wording. Like, nobody that says that is good for you. <laughs> it's not a good thing to happen. Oh, don't worry. I'll keep away all the bad stuff. Uh. <laughs> like protection money, you know? You sound, sounds like a mob guy. <laughs> oh man alright well next episode we're going to be discussing Paper Girls which was uh, Matt's pick for poll list yes. he added it to he added it to our poll list um, and that's what is won and who should we pick the poll list winner now or should we wait till next episode we usually wait till next episode yeah, wait till next episode yeah, yeah. so get, okay. get in there and, and vote vote for the things on the poll list so that we right now we have a lot of Marvel uh, so if people want to go ahead and put some more indie stuff on there, that'd be great. Or even a little DC because we've got Marvel for days right now. Marvel for days, which is fine. It's fine. But we're going to be talking a lot of Marvel for a long time if we don't get something new on there. Ooh, yeah. We need to mix it up. We need to mix it up a little bit because once. No, never mind. Never mind. Gonna go. <laughs> I was going to go on a kind of a crappy uh, tirade, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. All right, that's it. That's it. This is Melanie. If you gotta go, go with the Grolix. This is Jesse. Just a fly in the ointment, Hans. A monkey in the wrench. A pain in the Grolix. This has been Randy. You, my number one Grolix. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcasts, check out GrolixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grolix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grolix Podcast. It's almost like you guys are prepared for a, for this live show. <laughs> I, I, and you were I. the only one that knew about it. <laughs> I know, I know. But this is how I do. <laughs> <laughs>